Right, so the Euros are upon us. The first game is Turkey v Italy. Uh, that is, uh, I believe, in Rome, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Um, just a few things first. Italy's won this fixture eight times, have never lost, never lost. They've drawn it three times against uh, Turkey. I hadn't realised this, and you might you might have known this, and this has made me kind of think bigger picture. Italy have not lost a game twenty three games. They the last time they lost a game was against Portugal in the Nations League in two thousand and eighteen. So they're in a bit of a hot run going into this game. Um, but they are actually up against a tough Turkey side who seems to be a bit hard to break down. But I think there's a few familiar faces uh, in that. Um, I think that first game, the first game of any tournament is pretty tough. It's usually uh, not a lot of action. And I don't know if Italy historically haven't really been a team that breaks down a lot of people. Um, I think that this might be a bit of a boring game. I do have probably Italy eking ahead of Turkey, but um, trying to do some research for Turkey. I, I wouldn't say they were like a dark horse to win uh, the Euros, but I think they'll certainly be a tough out for a lot of teams. And um, it's probably made for a little 1-0 one uh, for Italy. But um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Oh, actually, I've, got, I've just got a couple other stats. Can I just give you that real quick? So uh, I put in... Um, Turkey versus Italy, just on the internet, just in Google. Um, did you know that um, Italy has uh, 2.11 times more forests than Turkey? <laughs> and that they have a longer life expectancy at birth of 7.1 years. This is what the people log in to hear. This is what exactly. the people want. This is what and the they people have ask for. GDP per capita of 32,491. But <laughs> Turkey... Turkey has more education expenditure at 4.88% more and uh, a lower death rate at 42.86%. So uh, Turkey win um, 84 points to 81 on the comparison website versus.com. So uh, who do you think is going to win this game? Who do you want to go first? Uh, I'll give it to Danny Boy. So I, I would say three words about Turkey. Don't underestimate Turkey. They are a really excellent team. They are, and probably nobody realises or nobody even remembers, they're currently top of their World Cup group, a group which includes Netherlands, it includes Haaland's Norway. And they're a really decent team. They beat France in, to get through to um, the, these Euros. In fact, they, they beat them 2-0, they drew with them. The only game they actually lost in the entire thing was against Iceland, some stupid 1-0 which they messed up at. Otherwise, they would have topped their group. They've got three... Well, three players who just won the French League, three brilliant French stars, Ziki Selic, um, and then they capped it. They've got Yazizi, they've got, um, what's the other guy's name I'm thinking Brett, of? Brett Yilmaz. Yilmaz, that's the one, the ancient Brett, man. Great um, player. I mean, I, and Ziki Selic at right back, you know, you're now talking about Arsenal Man United battling to, to sign him this summer. Uh, he's an excellent right back, and I think he'll go somewhere big. They'll have to sell all their players. So um, you, you add, you know, the French champions... So a bunch of premiership experience. They've got Sion Shu, they've got Kengis Under from Leicester. Obviously, everyone knows Kabak from Liverpool now. Mm -hmm. Demorel from um, Juventus. They've got some real good talent. And I think there's one that, that made the squad that I think is really interesting that a lot of people won't know or probably see much is uh, Dervis Soglu. And he, so he, he plays for Brentford. And he's going to be in the Premiership. Oh, no, big, big fan. I'm a big fan of his. Big fan. Well, he's a young kid. He's, he's just turned 21. But he, he actually went on loan last right. year to Turkey 
to make sure he got game time because he wanted to make this squad. But he's actually, he's a really good player, a really good young player. And I think we're going to see him in the Premiership next year for Brentford. And, and that'll be really interesting. But you put all of that together and they've got real strength and depth at the back. And I haven't even mentioned basically their best player. in Karen Karen Ogle. Ogle. Yeah, I Karen mean, Ogle. Karen I'm Ogle. surprised you hadn't mentioned him yet. <laughs> you know, he's, he's probably, well, first half of the season, he was the most creative best midfielder in, in Serie A. If he replicated that again in the second half, he'd have been right up there, you know, one of the players of the season. He was absolutely brilliant. I think he got nine assists and I'm not sure how many goals. Who did um, he play for? For AC Milan. AC Milan. He could certainly as, strike a dead ball as well. If you think if you think oh, uh, certain yeah. players in the Premier League can strike a dead ball, Chalanoglu is an unbelievable striker of a dead ball. This this is the this is the squad that is the second youngest in the tournament at just under 25 years old. I think Turkey are going to surprise a lot of people. And I think that Italy are a great side, and I'm sure Rory's can go on to tell us how great Italy are. And they are, and I really like them. I think they've got a good chance in this tournament. But I think they're going to get a real shock when they play this Turkey team because they're really decent. They're the second youngest, but probably look the oldest out of the lot with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's about 43, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> go on, Rory. I know you were excited about this one, innit? I'm so, I am so excited about this game. I'm so excited that I finally feel like we've got football back. Um, I love international tournaments, as we all do anyway. Um, I think this is a great game to open it. And also, like, as Danny was speaking there, I can't be the only one who was thinking, do you know what? I might have a little tenor on Turkey, you know, as a little outside bet. I think he really, really sold that well. Um, he's obviously done his research and he knows a lot more than I do about, about some of them. But we all know about Chalanoglu. We all know about Barak Yilmaz, who seems to have been around for about 10 years. It, like he seems to have been in his 30s for about 10 years. Um, he's well, 38, so you're, you're pretty yeah, spot yeah. on, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think you sold it really well, but I'm now going to jump on the Italy hype train. Now, I think that usually in every tournament, there's one team that jumps out from the pack. And by that, I don't mean the Belgians or the Frances, who are obviously the standout teams as well as England. But there's always a team that comes from that pack just behind that jumps out. And I've Looking at the squad and looking at what you touched on earlier, Chris, that Italy have not lost a game since 2018. I can't think of a better team to potentially jump out of the pack and shock the world or at least shock Europe this summer. So I'm going to start with the two centre-backs. Now, you will not find a two more legendary pair of centre-backs in this whole tournament than Chiellini and Bonucci. Um they do have a combined, combined age of 157. They, yeah, they do have a combined age of over 70. What I will say is a lot of it depends on how they're going to do when they come up against real pace. Because if they come up against a Kane or a Lewandowski, I would bank on their experience to be able to do as good a job as anybody else in the tournament against a Kane or against a Lewandowski. Not what I worry about is if they come up against a striker that likes to run in behind and they haven't got enough pace around them. Does, does Turkey have that against them? Uh, no, well, I mean, Turkey, don't, Turkey no, don't have that. No, Turkey don't. I'm more talking about deeper in the tournament. Um, also, Spinozola, the left back for Roma, is is a real pace merchant. So I'm hoping if he plays, if he doesn't fly forward as much as he usually does for Roma, then he could maybe provide a bit of pace around Chiellini and um, Bonucci. Their midfield is where they get really, really interesting. So. They have Jorginho, who we all know from Chelsea. Whether you like him or not, he's clearly an excellent passer. And he's a great player at setting the tempo of a game. And he can do that in any level. He showed it at Napoli, he showed it internationally, and he's shown it for, um, for Chelsea as well. 
They're going to pair him with Marco Verratti, who we all know about. The guy's now, he's got to be mid-20s now. He's been a sort of a top 10 midfielder in the world, I think, for getting on for probably six or seven years now. Um, will slot lovely into that midfield. And then Nicolo Barella, who some people might not be aware of. He's a, a box-to-box midfielder. He's strong in the tackle. He gets goals. He arrives late in the box. A little bit of a, a Frank Lampard in that type, in that way. But he can also do his fair share defensively. Um, and he's just won the league with Inter, and he's got absolutely rave reviews. On top of that, they have Locatelli from Sassuolo and Stefano Sensi, who also plays for Inter. I'm very, pretty sure. Very... I'm pretty sure Sensi's injured. He's always injured. No, so Sensi. This is an interesting one. Uh, Politano, who plays for Napoli, has just been dropped out of the squad in favour of Sensi. But Sensi actually did his hamstring. Of course he did. He gets injured getting repaired from injury. He did his hamstring in the last game of the season. And the rumours in Italy are that he's not going to be fit. But they've taken him anyway. He's been out injured for two years. What are they doing taking him? They've, they've, they've taken him at the expense of uh, Politano, which has upset a few people in Naples, as you can imagine. So getting onto the front three, Insigne is going to play to the left and Berardi is going to play to the right. Um, these are two stalwarts of Italian football. They're always popping up with goals. They're, they're both of them are set-piece threats. Um, what I will say is they do lack a little bit of pace for wide players. Um, they're more... They're in the... in Pardon? <laughs> Could you Very good. Oh, Very here good. we go. He's stolen my big punchline. Up front will be the, the timeless Ciro Immobile. Um, what I'll say about Immobile is <laughs> a lot of people that watch him regularly still don't rate him. He's, he's not exactly the most easily the most easy on the eye. Um, he didn't do great when he got his when he got his initial big move to, to Dortmund. He kind of has gone down as a bit of a Bundesliga flop. He's now gone back to Lazio and he's banging in goals left, right and centre and has been doing so for the best part of two or three years now. Um, what I will say is there's always a player that comes out of nowhere and smashes in about seven goals in a tournament. Like, usually it's Thomas Muller. But um, I remember Miroslav Klose did it for years for Germany, you know. Like, he scored four goals all season for Bayern Munich and then turn up at a World Cup and win the Golden Boot. You mean How like Milan Baros? Like Milan Baros in Euro 2004. How much would it actually surprise you if Immobile turns up against someone like Wales, bangs in three goals and ends up taking home a golden boot? And that is no, why I, I have that. put my money where my mouth is. Not only have I backed Italy to win the tournament, I've backed Immobile top scorer. Um, I think this game's going to be brilliant. I think it's going to be absolutely fascinating. Um, well, it, go on. on. I just think I think it could genuinely be one of the games of the tournament. And well, the and last I, two, the last I'm two games, sure between, the last two games between Italy and Turkey have both finished one-one. So historically, uh, or at least in recent history, it hasn't really been the exciting game that you're looking for. But so, I, would, was the last I think time they I think you're getting a little bit overexcited about the whole thing. Yeah, like, yeah. the, the Italy are a great side. I, I was just looking; they've got eight clean sheets in a row in their last eight games. Like Turkey are going to have to go somewhere and score a goal. Oh, um, I think Turkey, Turkey defensively are very strong. So I, I don't see it being, you know, tons of goals. I think this will be a tactical thing. Um, you know, you've got Roberto Mancini. The man knows how to keep clean sheets. The man knows how to pass the ball around. That That is why Italy are like what they are. Um, I, well, I so think how many opening game, but... games of a tournament do you see that are just like barnstormers? You know, there's, oh, I don't know if there's so many. much pressure. 
Never you don't. Never I, 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 who remembers the Mexico South Africa one in 2010? One of the worst games of football I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And I, I booked well, it. I think, goes, uh, I think Germany, Poland, one of those. Germany, Costa Rica. They won four. Philip Lahm scored from about four. Philip Lahm, absolute. Anyway, we've been, yeah. we've been told not to go off subject. So should Sorry. we do no, predictions? Very good. <laughs> I know this is our first one, but let's uh, let's try and keep it reasonable. Um, yeah. All right. So. Uh, Rory, I'm just going to assume your prediction is what six nil to Italy. Was that no? Happened? So I think I think the form book's going to go out the window, and I think um, Italy are going to win three one. Um, I think it's going to be not an open game, but I think players at both ends will be clinical, and I think it'll be a tactical bat- battle that Italy will edge. So I'm going to go Italy three one. Danny, what do you got? I think Italy will underestimate Turkey. I'm going one one. I also want to go one-one. Can I do that? Can we both do the same? Yeah. I might even put. I might even put a little bet on it at six to one. I think at the moment for a draw, or at least a correct score, rather. Um, yeah. But hopefully it's a good one. I'm. I'm looking forward to just the Euros, like you said, Rory. We all love a big tournament. And then yeah. weird thing with Italy though is that they've never really. Uh, they once they seem to turn up at World Cups, but when it comes to the Euros, they don't really turn up. As much. Uh, they won a Euro. Yeah. One of the early. One of the early Euros in the 1960s, they won. But I think the closest yeah, they've yeah. got we, since we then is. Can I just? Uh, can I give a shout out to Italy because I think when it yeah. comes to announcements of squads, I have to say I think other than Tunisia, I think they've absolutely nailed it. I don't. Did you see the clip? There's Insignia and Donnarumma and one other. And they're singing like on the. They're singing with a guitar. Like announcing the squad on stage in front of it's absolutely hilarious. You've got to Google it, it's Ridiculous. brilliant. Give it a go. It's absolutely it. I'm gonna Google it. Yeah. All right, lovely. So, uh, let's enjoy this first game and uh, enjoy the rest of the tournament. We'll see you next time. Bye.